0: And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast on June the 24th. Hi, Phil. How are you doing? Oh, very good. Thank you very much, Andrew. we in London. Yeah, it is a lovely day in London today, isn't it? It's quite, quite humid, though, actually. Um, anyway, look, we're cracking through June at quite a rate. I can't remember if we had a bet on a stock in June. I don't think we did. Um, but it'll be uh, July by the time we do the next one. Uh, And the summer holidays, and I think that's the first thing to say is that, you know, I'll tell you what, all of the big sort of punters have basically liquidated most of their positions and are on summer already. So the markets are going to be pretty quiet during the summer uh, and not so much money to be made. I think um, the IPO market will probably go to sleep. The placing market will go to sleep. I think we all deserve a break. It's been a busy
1: first half of the year and, um, you know, the economy is recovering strongly and, uh, yeah.
0: Now, I thought we might actually kick off because there's a lot of press out today on John McAfee, which some people may wonder why he's got so much press. And I think one of the reasons is that he was, as well as being a fairly bizarre character, he actually was heavily involved in what I would describe as the whole beginning of so much of the technology we use today. It wasn't just antivirus that he was involved in. It was also he was very involved in turning some of the old sort of general electronic firms into modern technology firms um you yeah, know, an extraordinary character and what i would recommend to anybody if they've got a little bit of time and they're sitting on their sofa watching box sets maybe is go and catch the tv series halt and catch fire because it was an incredible series anyway it's really interesting to watch there were three series Um, Very, very interesting, Uh, but also it gave a really good understanding of what was happening right at the beginning of how people were developing, you know, search websites that we all think of Google now as, you know, easy peasy, but all of that, how antivirus came along, Um, it's a really, really good um, series, Um, so I strongly recommend it. Have you ever watched it, uh, Phil? Uh, no, I haven't, and it sounds like I've
1: I've I've missed out on that. What's it called? Halt and, catch fire.
0: Well, halt and Catch Fire. and Catch Fire, and and Catch Fire uh, basically means um, I should know this off the top of my head, shouldn't I? But it's basically sort of a control alt delete, basically. Um, so, um, but it really is. Um, it's a fantastic uh, TV series.
1: So, so I, look, I look forward to that because I have very fond memories in the late nineties of sat looking at Netscape and uh, all these domains that were getting registered for big corporations at the time, and I was working for a big American tech corporation myself. And uh, my words how how things have advanced! But there was Joe? You know, I read a very interesting piece today, and it was about tech companies and tech valuations, and you know what companies are claiming to be doing with their technology. But they did point out that they haven't. You know, we've not really seen in the last uh, decade anything like the microcomputer or the internet, which were technologies that were so fundamental, they were absolutely game changing.
0: Well, again, watch this program and you'll see how things like microcomputers, laptops, all these sort of things, you know, it's clearly fictional, but it's based off truth uh, came about. They're all actually interconnected. I mean, the other thing is that this program shows is now entrepreneurs tend to be living on the edge a little bit uh and a bit wacky uh, and that is the case often real entrepreneurs do tend to have that side which oh, the uh, comes with lateral thinking
1: and that's what creativity is all about mm.
0: anyway let's move on um have, do you want to have you got anything you want to start off on just
1: just, or? Not, not just quickly it's, it's the, the everything the, the thing we're watching out for, I think everyone, is, is inflation. And it's important to for investors just to track what's going on in terms of the news flow uh, on inflation, because it does eventually catch up some way, shape or form with your investments or with stock prices. Um, and it's, um, and <laughs> I guess, quite nice in a way, bit of a mixed picture. Um, you know, the UK, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Purchasing Managers Index called the PMI, and that's the cost that has uh, been paid by, by businesses. For the things, you know, materials that they're sourcing, be that, be that uh, metals, plastics, whatever they're purchasing, and what's happening to the pricing and the PMI index of the UK read uh, 62.9 last month, uh, and 50 indicates expansion in the economy. So clearly, uh, costs increasing there at the factory gate. But um, interesting enough, there was uh, also a statement this week from Professor Celia Rouse. Uh, the White House uh, advisor who's playing down concerns about the stimulus program in the US driving inflation. That was on the BBC uh, Today program and then we have the Federal Reserve chair come out on Tuesday just reaffirming that um, the intent of the, of the Fed is to encourage recovery in the job market, and not to raise interest rates too quickly. So balanced views coming out
0: there on inflation, of course, that is something that affects the markets. Mm. Uh, let, let's. Uh, there's a few, um, actually, little sort of bits of news today and yesterday I think are worth commenting on. I'm going to make very quick comments because I'll only get myself into trouble if I make more than that. Uh, that always sounds interesting when I say that. But very quickly, we had uh, interims from AFC yesterday. Um, uh, I, again, I'll be very careful what I say here, but I mean, I would just point out that their t- turnover was £150,000 only. Um, and they're not making any money. Look, they do have 60 million of cash in the the bank, so they're not going to go bust. And actually, I mean, there's quite a lot you can do with uh, 60 million pounds. Um, But I would just remind people that they have a market cap of 450 million pounds or something Uh, for 150,000 pounds of turnover. That's quite a market cap. Admittedly, that was an interim only. Um, Also, actually, today we had Company used to act for Eternity Networks. Uh, they had figures today. They lost about $5 million. Um, they got a great product, but I would just say they did make a slight mistake, which they have since corrected in their RNS, where they put my name as Peterhouse Securities. Um, I'm not Peterhouse Securities, just in case you read the wrong RNS. And then the other one today is a company which I'm really keen to talk to, AMTE, which was floated fairly recently. Um, I want to talk to them because I want to understand them. But unfortunately, despite the fact I constantly am asking to speak to them, they won't talk to me, which always makes me a bit suspicious. Um, but today they announced that they've got a, a government uh, project EV project, um, which they very excitedly talk about electrifying uh, the market by 2030. I think if you're going to electrify the market by 2030, you probably missed the boat, Phil, um, because actually it's happening now. Um, 2030 will be too late. Um, now they have received a 2.3 million pounds sort of grant, but that's spread over three years. So actually, it's only about 800,000 pounds a year, which again isn't really a game changer in my view. But I would if any, if anybody from the companies listening, please, I really would like to come and have a chat with you. We we understand your industry a lot. Um, I just want to understand whether I should be being more positive about you, Really. Uh, that was three just very recently today. Phil, have you, have you got any others that you want to? Uh, yeah, discuss? I'll, I'll qu- I better quickly
1: qualify on AFC Energy because um, it's a uh, fuel cell technology, and um, as, as we know, Andrew, the fuel cell technologies companies have attracted. There aren't many of them around, and they've attracted lots of investment, and that has driven up uh, valuations. Um, you know, even if you look at Series Power and look at Ballard, and so they do. They do certainly trade on, on premiums. Um, the, yeah, the AMT is 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 is, is battery tech. Uh, we also had uh, Ilica, which is battery technology as well. The ticker on that is IKA, um, and that's a uh, 217 million market cap company that's listed, and they do solid state battery technology. Again, this is one that you know uh, pretty well, I think, Andrew, and they've just said that they've got a trading update today, and they're expecting annual revenues of 2.3 million um, pounds and EBITDA loss of 2.3 million. So Look, the, some of these technologies are at the, you know, the, the leading edge and at the forefront of what they do. There aren't too many of them around, but um, yet we've seen some pretty high, you know, the, the large valuations in the sector. It, really interesting is Draper Esprit, um, and this is one that we have uh, discussed before. Andrew, uh, market capital, this is one point four billion. Uh, the ticket is G R O W. Um, and Draper Esprit is a venture essentially, it's one of the Europe's bigger venture capital firms, and they are a broad investor in tech. Uh, they've got a portfolio of 71 companies that they've invested in. Um, 17 of those are 68% of their portfolio, and they, they've invested in Draper Esprit in things like Graphcore, who we've um talked about that's uh chips for something looks for artificial intelligence, uh, Revolut. Uh, uh ui path which is uh, robotic automation software if my memory serves me so across a number of sectors really really interesting company if you want uh, exposure to early stage uh, tech and they they've just announced that they're moving exchanges sometimes they, they're moving from aim to the main the main market given the, the given the growth in the company
0: yeah they're going to get a premium listing i mean you know there's, there's Draper breed there's ip group which is a similar size about 1.3 billion and then you've got the, the smaller one, uh, Frontier IP, that we act for, that's about 100 million, which does slightly earlier stage uh, businesses. I mean, I think one of the things I'd say is, you know, when you're investing in tech, you know, first, all, a lot of people don't have the experience, unfortunately, of really understanding deep tech. Uh, and also, there is always a risk if you invest in just one stock, because, um, you know, who knows whether it will actually get, take off and be be incorporated, should we say. Uh, And so investing in these sort of collectives uh, where you've got very experienced people who sort of know what they're doing, give you a wide range of stocks, is definitely the way forward. And I think that you you need a portfolio probably of um, also collectives that start right down at the sort of seed end to the early stage to the later stage because you get a different sort of return from each and different sort of risk profile. So, um, yeah, look, I think they're very interesting. You know, I personally, I think I've said on this before, an IP group, say we act for Frontier IP, uh, I would like to do more work in this space and, and have more exposure, really, because I think it's a really, really interesting area. Just going back to your comment on valuations, though, on, on these some of these fuel cells and battery companies, I've got to make the comment again, uh, and I know a lot of people do message me and tweet me on our stock, Infinity Energy Systems, which unfortunately is one that isn't on a massive valuation, but it's on an incredibly low valuation, Uh, And yet it's one that's actually delivering product. And I would just, this week we had an announcement from the uh, Energy Superhub Oxford, uh, which is the pivot project, uh, backed by EDF um, in the big French energy that they have actually basically started now the Energy Superhub. Actually, the vanadium part from, it hasn't gone in yet. It's it's the lithium bit that's gone in. The vanadium part is just going in now. Um, But this will be... A really interesting project to be able to take people, we want to try and take people probably in the autumn to see it, see it in action, see the Invincies flow batteries in action, how it works and how it is producing a super hub for Oxford for their renewable energy needs. Because I think when people can see a product in action on a project like that, which is, you know, a real revenue generator, and then realize that EDF want to put another 40 of these all around the country once they've got this one up and running and proved it. And shown what works, then there should be a lot more excitement in the company. Hopefully, but um, why the stock isn't performing really is beyond me. Um, but it is a real comparison compared with some of these other stocks that are on massive valuations.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the um, and that's a very interesting project for investors to take a look at actually because it's it's. Uh, Basically, it's a massive battery facility. Uh, it's 50 megawatt watt solar lithium-ion battery combined with two megawatts of uh, Energy Systems flow batteries. Because you want different types of cycling um, when you're when you're discharging electricity from this battery facility. What's it there for? It's there for EV charging. Um, so for passenger, this is in Oxford for passenger vehicles, buses, potentially council vehicles. That's what it is. It's a big EV charging point. Um, and one of the first that's kind of the scale in the UK, so um, yeah. So well,
0: actually, I can tell you, because I've been there, that the batteries are uh, in the, a little bit in the middle of nowhere, but they then come into the Redbridge Park and Ride car park, which is a huge car park just uh, um, south of Oxford on the Ring Road. Uh, and you're right, there's a big sort of charging station there, which will be used where it's all going to work um, for EV charging. It'll be very interesting to go and see when it's all up and running. Yeah, super. Talking of of, of sort of EV and the whole thing, I don't know if you've noticed um, wandering around London, you may not think you get a train in, Phil, but I cycle across London every day. And all of these uh, e-scooter rental companies are starting to put their scooters out in London on this trial pilot project. Uh, And you'll see them, little little batches of sort of six to ten of them sitting on the pavement. And you'll also, if you cycle across London every day, notice that the police now are starting to stop People who have got their own private scooters and are scooting along the road or whatever. Uh, and so there's a big change happening in London, moving from privately owned scooters to the rental model. Uh, obviously, we act for Ginger, doesn't operate in London, but it's the largest um, rental, scooter rental company out there. It's got the most licenses of anybody, uh, all of them are in the towns outside of London. Um, but it's something that we're going to have to accept and get used to. Just think of them as sort of a like a Boris bike but it's a scooter. It's the same concept. The returns on capital are very high for the people operating these and, and actually they do get a very good customer base that is a repeat customer base. Um, but yeah, watch out for that. You'll see them all starting to pop up all around London.
1: Well there's a lot of scepticism when the Boris bikes first came out as to whether they would be successful or not, and they certainly have been. So you know it's a different form of transport we're seeing a lot more electric bikes on the road as well so you know, it's all about the
0: electrification of transport actually a lot of people have got these electric bikes now it confuses me sometimes when i'm cycling mainly cycling home rather than going in the morning you get you get overtaken by one. it's bloody hell how are they overtaking you? you realize <laughs> they're electric you know here i am pedaling away as fast as i can <laughs>
1: well okay. okay well listen i'm, I'm Let's just keep on quickly on the subject of transitional energy and why we are, you know, why we specialise in it as a, as, a, as a bank and focus on it. Do you see, does the, uh, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the EIA, who widely report and gather data on what is happening um, in the U.S. And they've issued a report and they said that in 2020, consumption of renewable energy in the U.S. grew for the fifth year in a row. That makes sense. Well, and it reached record high. 11.6 quadrillion um, British thermal units. This is where they give energy to heat to get equal measures of, uh, of of things that produce energy. You know, quadrillion, for those of you interested, is 10 to the power 15. So that's 15 zeros after it. Anyway, key thing, the key fact that came out and really caught my eye, is that that renewable energy generation was 12%, 12% of US energy consumption, just 12%. Wind energy was 26% solar 11% and then you got biofuels um, in there about 17% but just 12% of energy consumption so it just shows what there is to go and to be achieved and the scale of it and why we do talk about the
0: sector. Well, and, you know, I think we've discussed in the past with a chart in the FT that shows that by 2050, 80% of energy generation will be SWB, basically, which is solar wind batteries. If you've never watched some of Tony Sieber's videos, Australian, as well as the I'm recommending videos or TV series today, I recommend watching one of his presentations. He's He's brilliant at how he presents, but also brilliant in his thinking about the way forward for transitional energy. Um, do do just look at Google it up on the um, internet, Tony Sieber, uh, and watch one of his presentations. It's an hour of time, well worth spent. Tony Sieber, brilliant. Well, i certainly
1: look out for that. But if you, yeah, what an interesting stat that that is, I think. And um, you know, I know hopefully we don't keep our listeners interested, but when we talk about battery tech, and why it's so important because of the solar and wind generation and the scale of what's going to be happening. Uh, that figure gives you a feel for it. Yep. All right. Anything else you got, Phil? Well, unless you want to quickly talk about cryptocurrency, which is not something we necessarily get involved in, um, no doubt seen the uh, what's been happening with Bitcoin prices. Uh, they've been falling off probably pretty steeply. I was, do you know, what, astonishing. I don't know. Bitcoin hit forty-six thousand pounds Bitcoin mid-April. It's now twenty-three thousand. And of course, part of this is down to um, China. Increasing its regulation of, of, of the markets, but I'm
0: sure there yeah. is more to to happen on. Um, what to- I would say, Phyllis, you've obviously missed out on a lot of the, the office office gossip by working from home. Is what you probably don't know is people tend to talk about Bitcoin by the way and dollars. So let's think in dollars. It did actually go over sixty thousand dollars, and me here actually uh, took out some puts um, because I thought it was going to collapse. Unfortunately, I took <laughs> puts um which expired at the end of april and i got my timing slightly wrong by, only by a couple of weeks
1: um,
0: had i actually taken them out to the end of may i would be a very very happy boy i would have made hundreds of thousands of pounds um, but i got my timing slightly wrong um, <laughs> That's life, isn't
1: it? That, that, that is That life indeed. And if you'd made enough money, you could have bought a Porsche. I don't know if you saw that they're like, developing a system that plays music to suit your journey,
0: be it highway driving or city traffic. <laughs> I thought you get that, was... that out of Spotify? <laughs> I, I know when cool. I put my Spotify, I seem to be able to hit, you know, my favourite track design. It just, it just plays things for me. And I think, oh, I like that. I think Spotify is very clever, I must yeah. I like Spotify. Uh, Now, look, I'll tell you, that's probably enough, and I'll tell you why it's enough, is that um, I'm going to be releasing another podcast, probably tomorrow morning, but I'm recording it tonight. But it's a podcast that I, again, I strongly recommend that everybody listens to because it's with Dan Blondahl of Nano One. Um, He knows more about batteries than anybody. But, of course, Nano One have recently signed this joint venture with Johnson Massey, which the market, I don't think, has understood at all. So... uh, I'm recording tonight. We'll probably release it tomorrow morning. Do look out for that. It's um, it's a fan- fantastic company and a fascinating man to talk to and listen to.
1: Super. So very interesting. I'll look out for that.
0: Very good. And we'll leave it there. Um, as always, if people have got companies they want us to look at, we're very happy to have a look. Uh, if you've got questions, do get in touch with us. But on that note, we'll call it a day. Yeah.